When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. We think you need to hear so that you can be in the know today on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, that's Bradley Trainer. Herzlichen Glückwunsch zum Geburtstag. Yes. Or no, I don't know. But this is your three at 1203. Give me three! You got it! It's the three. I'll need three things. At 1203. Three. That's a magic number. They're gonna be talking about three things. It's the magic number. What does it all mean? And here it is behind door number one. So remember that, um, what do we call that whistle tone? Let me hear that oh, yeah. whistle tone, that whistle tone. We have to make Holly do it. Uh-huh. Whistle tone is the uh, high note that uh, singers like Mariah Carey were once <laughs> able to carry. Yeah, so. Oh, God, you're there so good is. at that. Gosh, okay. how long did you practice that, Holly? There's Bradley doing it. Yep. Okay, so um, this next clip is actually more akin to my attempt at a, uh, at a whistle tone, but we're actually going to call this a death whistle. Mm. <laughs> what the hell? What is that? Okay, it's, it's exactly what I said it was. It's a death whistle. It's actually called an Aztec death whistle. I feel this like is part a of me did die right real there. thing that the Aztecs used to use in battle and oh in human gosh. sacrifices. So I want you to just let's let's relive this experience. Um, let's imagine that we're you know in the Aztec times. And you're like maybe, I don't know, on a nice leisurely tour of the uh, rainforest. Mm-hmm. And then you hear this. No. So if you heard that's that noise. That's not coming out of a person's mouth. That's coming out of a whistle. Do you, I mean, that's not being vocalized by a human. No, it's a device. That's a whistle that they're blowing. Yes. That's, that is surprising to me. What? You, um, my only point was to say, and it looks like the actual whistle looks like um, a head, maybe. I don't even know what you call that, uh, but it looks like a skull. And that's the noise you would hear right before you um, die. Oh my gosh, no. I or do you're being not, sacrificed. I don't really want to pass into the afterlife with this being the last thing I hear. <laughs> that's Can terrible. you do it? It's terrible. And you're done. Okay, so happy Wednesday! Okay. I'll, but seriously, I'm, ser- I've, I'm very confused at the fact that that is actually a whistle because it sounds like a person screaming. 
if uh, you Google it um, and you look at the picture of it, mm-hmm. it's kind of a it, it's kind of a creepy looking thing. It's yeah. like a skull. They have different shapes, but the one I'm looking at right now is a skull. All right, well, that, which is appropriate, right? Because they're about to eat your skull. Okay, thank you for um, starting Oof. our day with that. Oof. It is hump day, and Oof. all right, okay. Well, let's... did you want to try that one, Holly? <laughs> yes. Oh my god, that's perfect. Yeah, that was thank really you. good. Moving on. Yes. Let's, let's, door number let's two. Let's see what we've got. Okay, so are you familiar with Ronda Rousey at all? Oh yes, Bradley Trainer. She is one of my besties. What is she? She's a sportstician. Okay. Do you know what sport she is? Basketball. No. Uh, hockey. No. Soccer. Mm-mm. No. She's a fighter. Baseball? She fights. Oh yeah. No. She's yep. that boxer lady. Mm-hmm. No. She, she's an MMA fighter, isn't she? She. Uh. Yeah. She did UFC, and now she's also WWE. Just oh she God. fights with her body. She, okay, she's yeah. a body fighter. She will, she will Aztec whistle that crap out she of you. She will exactly. She should get herself one of those. In any case, Ronda Rousey was doing uh, an interview with ESPN when she was asked a question that resulted in some confusion. And it's best for you to just listen to the confusion of this and have your secondhand awkward embarrassment. Okay, when you hear this moment, let's go back and and start with. When you knew from the, the MMA, when you were done there, when you, when you knew in your mind, I'm not going to fight anymore. I never said that. Ah, so there is a possibility that you could go back in time? There's a possibility that I could go back in time? That's go, your question to me? Go back in time and, and, and fight. Go back in the octagon. I do not have the ability to go back in time, no. no. Would you fight again? I don't know. Wow. She literally really doesn't want to be there. Thought he I've, was I've been there. <laughs> thought he was asking if she was capable of time travel apparently. Um but no, she's not. Lest you wonder, Ronda Rousey. I'm a time traveler. She's not able to time travel. I'm a time traveler. I just thought that was hilarious cuz how have you ever had that happen where somebody said something and you thought they were talking about something completely different? Oh yeah, most days when I listen to you talk would you like me to stop doing that i'm sorry what mm-hmm. let's move on <laughs> here's what we have for you behind door number three. Oh, it was like going home last night the first two episodes of roseanne yeah i didn't realize we were getting two neither did back. i it was kind of a nice treat treat treatsky i was excited about it as well so here is the first scene from the new roseanne Dan? Dan? Dan! What happened? I thought you were dead. I'm sleeping. Why does everybody else think I'm dead? You looked happy. I thought maybe you moved on. It's only been a week, but I just can't get used to Darlene and her kids living in the house. I got no privacy. I can't even make my Maxwell house naked like God intended. <laughs> well, just because they're up doesn't mean we have to give up, you know, pleasuring me. 
don't know if we got time for the full symphony of love, but I'm sure we can knock off a few of the greatest hits. <laughs> Brace yourself, mother. <laughs> it, did you, I mean, I just, that first scene alone, I will say the first few words when she talks about, I thought you were dead. And he goes, why is everybody always trying to, why, why does everybody always think I'm dead? Which was a, a nod to the fact that there have always, there's always a rumor going around that John Goodman has died. Um, at first I was like, oh gosh, are we going to do this the whole time? Like, is it going to be just like jokes that are both about the fact that they're coming back after all these years, but also about just sort of the life and times outside of the Roseanne show. I was worried, but then it quickly kind of settled in. Oh, I, yeah, I absolutely 100% loved it. I mean, I got emotional. I laughed. Um, you know, I had all sorts of feels. It was really nice to have the Connors back. Um, and we're going to talk about it a lot, you know, later in the show, specifically the things that we loved about it or didn't like. I don't, you know, I don't mm-hmm. want to speak for you, but um, but I, I can't tell you. It was just such a pleasant, nice warm and cuddly experience yeah. to watch uh, the Connor family back on TV after 20 some years. And I did love the fact that, you know, it was so familiar that the set was so familiar. So it wasn't like we were trying to get used to so many new things. Visually, you were in the place where you had already been. Um, and it was, it was just really, and we will talk about it at greater length later. We'll share some more clips from the show and we'd love to hear from you what your thoughts were about the, uh, new updated Roseanne. I will tell you, I did have a panic attack, not real panic attack, but like a little moment when I, I had gotten my hair done last night yeah. and I was in the car or I had just gotten in the car. I was on my way home. I looked at the clock and it was seven thirty. And I couldn't remember when the Roseanne started. And I wrote this like a very like quick text to my husband that was like, I hope I'm not missing Roseanne. Please don't be watching it without me. Make sure that we have, is it on DVR? Because we have to watch it. And he was like, I got it taken care of. Don't worry about it. So then we were able to sit down after the kids had gone to bed and, and really like calmly watch it. So, and we hope you got the chance to watch it too. Again, we'll be talking about that a little bit later in the show in the next hour. But coming up right away, we've got Elizabeth Reese. She'll be bringing in all the dirt from Hollywood with a dirt alert on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Hi, Elizabeth Reese. Hi, guys. Hey, girl. I'm on time today. I'm quite proud thank of you myself. For, thank you for that. Improving. Um, listen to this, folks. Everybody has had a nose job, including Tyra Banks. She confessed to early in her career getting a nose job. She said, I had bones in my nose that were growing and itching. I could breathe fine, but I added cosmetic surgery. I admit it. Fake hair, and I did my nose. I feel I have a responsibility to tell the truth. I like okay. Tyra Banks. I like her, too. But can I just say that, first of all, the bones in her nose growing and itching I know. was sort of confusing to it's all of us. It's kind of scary and creepy. It doesn't I actually... That, I didn't know that was a thing. It doesn't make sense. It, the first thing is... I just got a nose job because I didn't like how my nose looked. Everyone in the world can think of something yeah. that has annoyed them at one time about their nose, like whether it's itched or it has, you know, gotten red, mm-hmm. right? Or sometimes it runs. Yeah. Right. I here's what I wish. I wish this is my wish for the people of the world. That if slash when you decide to change something on your body, you don't need to give us some cockamamie reason why you did it. All you need to ever say is, I did it. I got a nose job. Yeah. Period. 
End of story. Moving on. Well, we don't need to know Colleen why. Has spoken. Well, she don't need your reasons. I just, I always think it's interesting. Like when you hear, there are, some people will just be like, yeah, I got my nose done. Yeah. But some people will give you this like, well, yes, I had a deviated septum. And I, you may have had a deviated septum. I know. It doesn't. We don't care. It doesn't change. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It's, you don't, you don't owe anybody an explanation. I know. There's a lot of justification for a lot of things in our lives, right? If we could just own things, mm-hmm. I feel like we would be happier and more fulfilled yes. instead of constantly having to justify why we are doing something yes free yourself free wow. yourself free deep. yourself tyra banks so deep um she does say i get really uncomfortable when women who are these natural beauties judge anybody who does anything to themselves okay well let's okay, well, can, honey you are one tyra can we just admit right now that know. there's like two of those in the world most of us are trolls i just want you to understand <laughs> like on our best day like there are people you know the, the people that i despise most days are the people with perfect skin who like walk out of bed and like everything looks normal on them. Yeah. 99% of <laughs> us look disgusting mm. when we roll out of bed in the morning. Yeah, yeah. And just... without bathing and grooming, you know, we look like we should probably be arrested. You know the one thing that I think we don't talk enough about is how someone's personality impacts their appearance so significantly. Mm-hmm. Like you can see a really pretty person and then if they are just like a dud or they're the worst <laughs> or they're awful, they get less pretty in your eyes. Right. And people who are just like marginally decent looking can be like really hot if yeah. they're really fun and cool. Yeah. She has a great personality. Also, no, I'm just I'm saying, pers- you know, like a lot of times it, it, it's it's like you're one or the other, like you're either I know, attractive or you're. I'm also convinced right. that if you are too pretty in middle school, you don't develop a personality. Oh, <laughs> oh I agree. Because you don't have to. You have to. Like yeah. you can't be that pretty in middle school or well, that You just don't hot. have to work very hard. You don't anything. have to work very hard. You're automatically seen as like having it together. You're automatically seen as not awkward because you don't appear that way. And so you don't have to work to make yourself like something and middle school is the worst. I mean, that's when you should be at the height of your awkward. Cry many Pete I just, I'm sorry. I just have to get back on Tyra Banks because it bothered me that she was like, what did she say about ty- beautiful people telling people what beautiful is? I get really uncomfortable when women who are these natural beauties judge anybody who does anything to themselves. It's like this idea that people who are really naturally beautiful are like, you guys don't need makeup. We don't need makeup. And Tyra mm-hmm. is saying, I need makeup, but she's also a naturally beautiful person. I'm just saying, you know, Know yourself, Tyra. Yeah, I know, Tyra. Get to know you, Tyra. I mean, is that what's going on with this headline? I'm only seeing this on Us Weekly, and I don't know if it's going anywhere else. That Donald Trump Jr. and Aubrey O'Day were trying to have a baby during what? their affair. I mean, this is like I'm finding this real. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out pretty sure that's j-lo and p.s the person behind all of this is chris jenner llc we drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends blinded by the item listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the blinded by the item youtube channel really hard to believe 
They considered the prospect of starting a family together that Don told Aubrey he wanted to have a baby with her and they were trying for one. Or he wanted her to think they were trying. uh, That's Mm -hmm. what I think. I don't know. I mean, his wife was pregnant when they were having this affair and he has five children with this wife. He continued to have children with the wife after the affair with Aubrey O'Day ended. I'm just going to go ahead and say something, uh, and it's going to sound like judgment, but it really is just kind of a word to the wise. If you're if you're sleeping with somebody who's married to somebody else and you're trying to get pregnant, that's a warning sign. Oh, my gosh. Like nothing about that is going to go the way you've planned. Yeah, but see, no, the people who get into that moment aren't being rational love is blind I, yes I know, but I love is blind people are dumb but mm-hmm. maybe the baby thing should really be the big warning sign but you if know you, can, you know these people who are like but it, it was different i was different mm-hmm. i was different i'm the woman who's gonna change he him. said that i was his everything that he didn't even care about and her. they were she meant nothing they, to me they broke up long time you know emotionally the marriage has been over they, for so long <laughs> okay this is There's whatever the two of, of you are girls. doing is amazing oh here There's we go an episode of golden back, girls <laughs> where dorothy you know she sleeps with a married man and he's like our relationship was over a long time ago but he's still concerned about what his wife wants and doesn't want if the rel- even after they get divorced when right. she comes back it's a long thing but i'm just telling you if the relationship is over then make it over and then we'll see what we can work out yeah Corey feldman claims he was stabbed in the stomach guys i don't know this is terrible okay Corey believe that he was being followed in a car and police are now saying this was like a road rage incident at some point, apparently, Corey's bodyguard, who was a passenger in his car, shined a flashlight toward the other car. And then at the next light, one of the guys in the car that was following Corey got out, confronted the bodyguard. And then another guy went to the driver's side. Corey says that guy stabbed him with some sort of syringe or other sharp object. And then the car left and there's a mark on Corey's abdomen. Okay. Initially, when I thought stabbed, I was immediately going for a knife, um, which then I thought, that's really serious. Yeah. Now, not that being stabbed with a dirty syringe is not serious. That's very serious. But it's also like a little bit of a different amount of of wound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's like true. transmission of some sort of disease versus right. bleeding out. I need to, all, I, all bad. I need to read my favorite tweet about this that I just saw on, on the Twitter from Jenny Johnson. It says, Corey Feldman, I was stabbed in the stomach. LAPD. No, you weren't. Corey Feldman, it's being treated as attempted murder. LAPD. No, it's not. I know. Because that's kind of what's happening. I know. Corey's got a tough guy. He does. It's really a challenge. Boy, you guys, the Roseanne revival premiered to massive ratings. I'm not surprised at all. I mean, people were just waiting for this. And uh, massive ratings, 18.2 million viewers, along with a 5.1 among adults in the uh, coveted 18 to 49 demo. According to ABC, this is the highest rated comedy telecast on any network in nearly four years. They're going back to the premiere episode of The Big Bang Theory on CBS from 2014. So even bigger than This Is Us. Yeah. That's During huge. any of its regularly I'm, scheduled episodes. I'm telling you because it does something so beautifully. It threads the needle. It gives both, you know, polar opposites an opportunity. I shouldn't say polar opposites, but it gives two very large and angry with each other groups in our country right now yeah. a reason to turn on the same TV program. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People love it. So there you go. Um, Kyle Richards thinks that her niece, Paris Hilton, should get a prenup. We all think that. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. But thank you, Kyle. At least somebody in her family is 
speaking truth about that. Yeah, she talked to TMZ and was asked about Paris Hilton's recent engagement and then was asked, should she get a prenup? And Kyle Richards said, hell yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, was there a question? I don't is know. Is she not contemplating or is she contemplating not getting one? It is still, I mean, shocking. Paris Hilton has this ring that is $20 million or $2 million. It's a 20 mm-hmm. carat ring. I want you all to look at your hand mm-hmm. if you are, you know, married. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Bradley, look at someone else's hand. And look at the size of your ring. If you have like a one carat, that's a very lovely large ring. That's beautiful. Times that by 20. I can't. Holy buckets. That's like one of those ring pops. Yeah. That's exactly 100% without flavor. Yeah, without the uh, grape yeah. flavoring. Elizabeth Reese, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Elizabeth. Catch Elizabeth on Twin Cities Live at 3 and her next Dirt Alert at 520. Now we need a player for our 30-second pop culture challenge. 651 30 seconds to answer five questions. You We're going to give you 30 seconds to answer five questions on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. And uh, we call this our 30-second pop culture challenge. 30 second pop culture challenge. Today, Colleen, and what are they playing for? We've got Pam on the line in halls. What's uh, Pam playing for today? Pam is playing for a My Talk 1071 Celebrity Spotter t shirt. Pam, Pam, Bo Bam, Bonana, Fana, Fam. The timer's going to begin after I ask the first question. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Here we go. Padma Lakshmi is the host of what competition show? Oh, one of the cooking ones. Um, um, Master Chef? Close. Good. I pass. Which supermodel has the nickname The Body? Oh, good lord. Cheryl T. No. 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 Pass. Pass. Who played Superman in the 1978 movie Superman? Christopher Reeves? How many times has Angelina Jolie been married? Oh, Pam! Oh, well, uh, we play that every day at 1230. Pam will have another opportunity tomorrow, as will the rest of you. Unfortunately, she did not get many of those questions. Padma Lakshmi is the host of which competition show? Top Chef. And uh, which supermodel, uh, which, by the way, I have to admit I would not have known this answer, which I just like to tell you which questions I don't know mm-hmm. the answer to. Which supermodel has the nickname The Body? Elle McPherson. I mean, did you know that? Uh, no. no. I mean, I wouldn't have been able to call it, uh, recall it. Who played, please don't. Who played Super, oh no, she did Christopher that. Christopher Reeves, she got How that many right. times has Angelina Jolie been married? Thrice. And Moroccan and Monroe are the children of which singer? Mariah Carey. Okay. Who's famous for the whistle tone, Holly? Let me hear that whistle. Baby. There it whistle. is. Oh, can I Thank just quickly, you. before we transition, read yes. this email from Melissa? Yes. Uh, regarding the death whistle that we played, which mm-hmm. was that horrid sound, she goes, oh my God, I just got in my car and the radio popped on as the engine turned over. The first sound I got was the death whistle. Scared the heck out of me! Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. I know the feeling. That, by the way, is a whistle. Not a human voice. Actually, also the sound I make in the morning when I see myself in the mirror for the first time. Oh, stop. 
<laughs> no, do you not though? Every once in a while, when take I a see look you at your first thing. In the no, morning. when you see yourself first thing in the morning, isn't there just one hot moment where you're like, "Woof"? There is actually not a hot moment oh. when I see myself in the morning. Yeah, you're like, "Who was I fighting all night?" When okay, all the creases are still on your face. Yeah, you're like, mm-hmm. "Well, and part of your face is still doing? in the wrong place." Oh, it's weird. It hasn't fully, you know, settled. Yeah. <laughs> All right, when we're done with the 30-second pop culture challenge and the Aztec death whistle, we move on to uh, some mysteries we like to solve, and we do it in the form of blind items that Holly has brought to us in a segment we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. Our first blind item today from crazydaysandnights.net has to do with a permanent A-list, mostly movie actor and an A-list couple. Mm. A permanent A-list, mostly movie actor and an A-list couple. This permanent A-list, mostly movie actor who was a recent Academy Award winner slash nominee is stepping into a very recent controversy by telling this A-list couple they need to clear his, quote, second wife or he will make life very difficult for the A-list couple. He is one of the very few who could do that. Whoa, this detracts so many moving parts. Right, there's a lot of moving parts here. So So obviously there's a, uh, we probably are also going to know what the controversy is as well, right? It's been something that we've been talking about all this week, one of our favorite stories. Is this who bit Beyonce? So is the A-list couple. Oh, it's J-Law. Well, it's whoever was married to J-Law, right? Uh, No, She's never married. Are you eating paper? She wasn't married. Jennifer Lawrence? She's never been married. She's never been oh, married. She's like Why 27. Did, did she have a fiance, though? No. no. Oh, come on. Anyway. Sorry. Uh, okay, and so I this, said actor, not actress. I know, but I was thinking of the thing with the thing, the second wife. Okay, um, so the A-li- the very A-list couple is, G- is Jay-Z and Beyonce. The controversy is who bit Beyonce. All we need is this permanent A-list, mostly movie actor. Who wants who you is, to clear the second wife. Yes, who was the so recent who, Academy Award winner slash nominee. Let me ask you this then, Colleen, mm-hmm. because you've been paying attention I to really the story. Have been. Who's the woman who needs to be cleared? I will tell you that the leading... The, she would have had to be somebody's second wife. Yeah. So the the person who is mostly being um, uh, credited with this, even though she has denied it, is Sanaa Sana uh, Lathan. Lathan. Yeah. And so she oh, is the okay. person. And so who, who's her Who husband? is that? I don't. Um, an A-list actor? Yeah. Mostly, mostly movie, actor. movie actor. He was nominated for an Oscar this year. Wow. You're going to have to give us a hint unless we Google. He was nominated for an Oscar this I year. Mean, I know, but maybe another hint. Permanent A-list. Is he actually, like, was he actually married to her? Or no, is he- second wife, meaning that this is his side sauce. And all the thon uh, uh, is uh, this person's side sauce. I'm is so it somebody confused. who we've talked about having side sauce before? Is it Denzel Washington? Mm. Oh. Yes. Be- okay, now fill in the blanks. Denzel Washington is stepping into the who bit Beyonce's face controversy by telling Jay-Z and Beyonce that they need to clear his second wife, Sanaa Lathan, or he will be making life very difficult for Jay and Bay. He is one of the very few people who could do that. So at this point, you know, this is what's so ludicrous about this entire thing. And were we not in the middle of this segment, I'd probably go off a little bit more. But there will be time for that later. later. Just 
just tell us who it is, Beyonce, because right. right now what you're doing is getting us to like that makes me just believe this is one hundred fifty percent fabricated. So for the purposes of attention, because we weren't paying apparently enough attention to Beyonce and Jay-Z. I'm done. Um, I, I, I will have a response to that as well later. Fantastic. In a later moment. But for now, we need another blind item. We have to think about a married, former naked celebrity turned reality star, turned porn star, turned reality star. Wow, that's a lot. What? Yes. So that is one human Oof. being that we must think about. This okay. person is the subject of our next blind item from crazydaysandnights.net. Here we go. This married, former naked celebrity turned reality star, turned porn star, turned reality star is getting really serious with a whale from Las Vegas she met while being in his casino being his casino companion apparently she has moved into a place out there in Vegas he owns even though he is rarely there Mm. it's not Lindsay no Married. Now, think of the chain oh, of events. Married. Yeah. She's married, and she's a former naked former celebrity. Naked celebrity. What does naked celebrity mean? Like, she does that mean like a Playboy, Playboy model? Okay. Oh. Turned reality star. Turned porn star. Turned reality star. So she. So she was a Playboy model. Then she did a reality situation. Then went por- full porn, and then went back to reality. Was, oh my god. Um, I Kendra Wilkinson. Oh, that was a good guess. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I'll fill in the blank for you. Kendra Wilkinson is getting really serious with a whale from Las Vegas. She met while being his casino companion. Apparently, Kendra has moved into a place in Vegas that he owns, even though he is rarely there. That is fascinating because she just yesterday we were talking about that um, very intimate video she posted on Instagram where she was talking about how, how her marriage is kind of falling apart. Her marriage with Hank Basket. So this. Well, that would make sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. There you go. One more blind item. One more. Uno más. Our final blind item today from crazydaysandnights.net has to do with a former child teen actor who was mostly in movies. A former teen child actor who was mostly in movies. Here we go. Desperate for more funds. This former child teen actor who was mostly in movies is resorting to cheap publicity stunts to try and raise more money for what he hopes is a gullible public. Those vacations are going to pay for themselves. I mean, Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, do that one one more time. Fill in the blank. Corey Feldman is resorting to cheap publicity stunts to try to raise more money for what he hopes is a gullible public. Those vacations aren't going to pay for themselves. Uh Yep. And this is confirmed, I'm guessing. This is unconfirmed. Unconfirmed. But we can fill in the blanks. Of course, we were talking about the story that Corey Feldman is in the hospital saying that people attacked him with a knife. And apparently this happened... Did did he say this happened on Monday or Tuesday? Corey Feldman. Well, it had to have been yesterday. Because yeah, he was in the hospital this morning. Okay, so today All is right. Wednesday. All right. Okay. 
Yes. What Today was your is point? Wednesday. Well, I, what I, I, my point was, I, for some reason, I thought that this happened a couple days ago, and he's just sharing the pictures now, which again would then point to the fact that he had been planning sure. the stunt. But you know, whatever. That was my loose investigation of the affair and uh that's not how it played out so anyway moving right along loose lady you're welcome loose. uh now the other day we heard that steven spielberg uh has a beef with the netflix shows being nominated for oscars and we're wondering if he really had a good point about that brad's not so sure and he's going to tell us why after this on the colleen and bradley show on my talk 1071 do Netflix movies deserve Oscars? That's the question we're asking on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, we're everything entertainment. And uh, we we aren't the only ones asking this. This actually came to light because Steven Spielberg was having an issue. Yep. So Steven Spielberg thinks Netflix doesn't, and not just Netflix, of course, any streaming service, they don't deserve Oscars. And ultimately that uh, streaming services are a danger to film goers, traditional film goers. And that led me to ask the question, does he have a point? I am not so sure. Now let me tell you what he said of, uh, among other things of this particular issue. Quote, I don't believe that films that are given token qualifications in a couple of theaters for less than a week, should qualify for Academy Award nominations. Once you commit to a television format, you're a TV movie. If it's a good show, you deserve an Emmy, but not an Oscar. Okay, so that's sort of the crux or the thrust of his argument on the face of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And we could go on and I could explain exactly what he was talking about, blah, blah, blah. But Essentially, he's saying, look, in order to get considered for an Academy Award, these streaming services like Netflix are going to put, you know, their show in a few theaters around the country just for a brief period of time to get award consideration. And that, you know, is just kind of a sleight of hand. And really, you know, these are television formats. They should stick to TV. Mm -hmm. Do you have any like sort of. Intent, uh, primary reactions to that? My first reaction to that is honestly, it does not sound very progressive of him to kind of go along with the changing landscape. That's just my gut first reaction. So I think a lot of people would probably think that's a pretty legitimate argument. And Holly, feel free to jump in because I know you have thoughts and opinions about movies most days. Um, and it seems like a reasonable argument to say, well, they're really just trying to cheat the system in order to get the attention. And I understand why they want to get a, uh, big awards. But, you know, to Steven Spielberg's point, they really should maybe be qualifying for Emmys. It seems like a good argument. But then if you just think about the fact that a lot of the films that are put up in contention for Academy Awards often have a, a limited release. Mm-hmm. And it's it's because they would not be able to manage or maintain a wide theatrical release because they're not a broad appeal Mm -hmm. much like a lot of the films that are on these streaming services right and so you've got these films that maybe are released in a few cities you know we're one of those cities that sometimes we don't get theatrical releases for some of those movies nominated for uh, academy awards and other awards uh, consideration so to hold them to this to a standard uh, or i should say to hold netflix to a standard that um, seems a little higher than the other movies we're talking about. Right. Seems unfair, and that to me belies this sort of like um, it, it. It reminds me a lot of 
uh, record companies Mm -hmm. not being able to grapple with streaming services or with uh, people wanting music for free. Right. Right. To me, like the thing, I understand that he is coming from a very different perspective than we as uh, viewers are coming from. And my feeling about that is he separates himself from us with this because I know that he's concerned about the film industry maybe being um, negatively affected by people being able to watch whatever movies first run on Netflix, right? Because if it's committed to that sort of TV format, that means I can watch it as soon as it's out. He wants people to still go to the theaters to see the movies, and that is part of his craft. The The fact of the matter is, people aren't going to the movies like we did before. They just aren't. And there are so many other ways for people to be exposed to these stories that, yeah, my feeling about it is people are seeing these movies because they can come right into their homes. They're able to get in front of everybody who has access to Netflix or... so. It seems a little bit like self, what's the word? Um, like it's, he's trying to preserve self-preservation. Yeah. It, like but he's it, trying to preserve his craft the way he has always known it. But the the weird thing to me is that it's, he's not protecting his craft so much as he's protecting his ego. Um, because again, we're talking about Academy Awards. We're not talking about his ability to make movies. Right. Now he does believe that for theater goers, ultimately, um, you know, movies, successful movies on streaming services are bad because presumably in his mindset that results in fewer people sitting in theater seats but again i think that there's like different arguments going on but to his uh to his essential point which is that these these streaming services should not be allowed to get academy awards that just doesn't to me doesn't hold water and it mm-hmm. seems more like he's trying to just be a, a fuss budget about um you know the fact that technology and the way people consume media is is um is changing holly i am curious if you have an opinion about this particular issue Well, I think that Steven Spielberg and people like Christopher Nolan, too, are coming at it from capital letter C cinema. It is its own distinct art form Mm -hmm. that is viewed in a particular way and that it should be honored as such. Mm -hmm. Whereas he's seeing these movies that are being made for Netflix are maybe being made for a specific different medium. And just because they're being showed on the big screen doesn't necessarily mean that they should be considered for an Oscar. He's just seeing an Emmy as a different type of way of honoring what these streaming services are doing. And I get it because, again, like you guys have been saying, movie viewing is down the experience of going into a movie theater a dark movie theater with a bunch of strangers watching something being projected on a big screen is in and of itself a unique experience to the art of movies it's all interconnected and i think steven spielberg is speaking to that unique experience and maybe he's and he's saying that these netflix movies are just kind of taking advantage of the system of honoring those movies as a marketing gimmick but, to get more people to see movies. Mm-hmm. But I would argue that the Oscars are just a marketing gimmick for movies anyways. Well, I, I mean, they're all fake awards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And ultimately, if you're a filmmaker, mm-hmm. see, this is the thing. Like what, what he's saying is you have theater or you have a movie in a theater. And then it, it, I mean, here's the reality. After it premieres in the theater, it's going where? 
To Netflix. To Netflix or yeah. a streaming service streaming of some services. kind mm-hmm. or it's available on DVD. Like people will be watching it. I guarantee you the majority of people who will see your craft will see it in the comfort of their own home, whether you like it or not. What I think he's really taking issue with is the order in which this process works, which is weird, right? Because that's changed. Mm -hmm. I think that if you have really great movies, that is going to encourage people to want to go to theaters. Mm -hmm. Like, so if they see some theater, like they're going to make the choice now. It's just different. Like they're going to they're going to be more savvy and say, this is a theater or this is a movie I want to go see in the theater versus this is a movie I'm going to see at home. And Mm -hmm. I think even if you have amazing content in the home, that can spur people to then go into the theater. It just doesn't have to be in the same trajectory as like big release. Right. Heading to a streaming service. Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah. I was just going to make another point, but I don't have time because when we come back, we want to do Colleen and Bradley theater.